Thank you so much for coming on today's Bible College for December the 3rd. Let's go ahead and pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your great love. We honor your name. You be glorified in our lives, Lord God. We thank you for this great time we have together. Lord, we ask you that your kingdom come. Let your will be established in our purposes in our lives today, Lord, as it is in heaven, Father. Father, give us today our daily strength, our daily bread, Father, our daily joy. We just want to be joyful with you, Father. Amen. Be humorous and happy, Lord God, in the heavens, in this realm, for your glory and your honor, Lord. We ask you to forgive us of our wrongs as we forgive those who are wrong against us. Lead us not into temptation and keep us from the evil one, Father. For yours is the kingdom and the glory and the power forever and ever. All glory, all honor, all power belongs unto the Lord God. We give you the praise and the thanksgiving in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Amen and amen. Thank you, family. Thank you for coming on here and being such a good, attentive audience. I love you. If no one's have told you they love you, and we care. We are the body of Christ and we care for each other. Amen. Reading for today, for December the 3rd, is our reading from Kenneth and Gloria Copeland, aa.org. Today's scripture is Mark eleven twenty three. Whoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not now doubt in his heart, but shall believe those things which he said shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. Mark eleven twenty-three. Jesus didn't say whosoever shall speak to God about this mountain. He said we should speak directly to the mountain, the desire and result. From a worldly point of view, that sounds foolish. But first Corinthians one twenty-seven explains that God has chosen the foolish things of the world to confound the wise. It's always going to sound foolish to the world when a Christian talks as if what God has promised is really especially when those promises seem to contradict the natural evidence around us. But if you want to keep the enemy defeated, that's the kind of talking you better be doing. The Bible says God himself talks that way. In Romans 4.17, it says, He called those things which be not as though they were. God doesn't wait for circumstances to line up before he speaks. He causes them to line up because he speaks. You can do the same thing if you'll make your words agree with his and speak them on your mouth by faith. But what if nothing happens right away? You may ask, what if the circumstances don't immediately change? When Jesus spoke to the fig tree in Mark eleven fourteen, he didn't go back and check to see if anything had happened to it. No, once he had spoken it, he considered it done. Follow his example. Let your faith speak. Agree with God's word. Let's go read Mark eleven twelve to 23 now. Mark 11, 12 to 23. I tell you the truth, all who have ever lived, none is greater than John the Baptist, even the least. Oh, I'm in Mark, Matthew, excuse me. 
Mark 11. <laughs> so Jesus came to Jerusalem and went into the temple. After looking around carefully at everything, he left because it was late in the afternoon. Then he returned to Bethany with the 12 disciples. The next morning, as they were leaving Bethany, Jesus was hungry. He noticed a fig tree in full leaf a little way off. So he went over to see it if he could find any figs. But there were only leaves because it was too early in the season for fruit. Then Jesus said to the tree, May no one eat your fruit again. And the disciples heard him say it. When they arrived back in Jerusalem, Jesus entered the temple and began to drive out the people buying and selling animals for sacrifice. He knocked over the tables of the money changers and the chairs of those selling doves, and he stopped everyone from using the temple as a marketplace. He said to them, The scriptures declare, My temple will be called a house for a prayer for all nations, but you have turned it into a den of thieves. When the leading priests and teachers of religious law heard what Jesus had done, they began planning how to kill him. But they were afraid of him because the people were amazed at his teaching. That evening, Jesus and his disciples left the city. The next morning, as they passed by the fig tree he had cursed, the disciples noticed it had withered from the roots up. Peter remembered what Jesus had said to the tree on the previous day and exclaimed, Look, Rabbi, the fig tree you curse has withered and died. Then Jesus said to his disciples, Have faith in God. I tell you the truth. You can say to this mountain, May you be lifted up and thrown into the sea, and it will happen. But you must really believe it will happen and have no doubt in your heart. I tell you, you can pray for anything, and if you believe that you receive it, it will be yours. But when you are praying, first forgive anyone you're holding a grudge against so that your Father in heaven will forgive your sins too. Amen. Let's go ahead and look at that in other translations. Just a little bit curious here. Like we got the, the Message Bible and the Passion Bible. Let's see. Mark eleven twenty three. In the morning, walking along the road, they saw the fig tree shrivel to a dry stick. Peter, remembering what had happened previous day, said to him, Rabbi, Rabbi, the fig tree you cursed is shriveled up. Jesus was matter-of-fact. Embrace this God life. Really embrace it, and nothing will be too much for you. This mountain, for instance, just say, go jump in the lake, no shuffling or hemming and hawing, heaming and howling, and it is a good as done. That's why I urge you to pray for absolutely everything, ranging from small to large, including everything as you embrace this God life, and you'll get God's everything. And when you assume the posture of prayer, remember that it's not all asking. If you have anything against someone, forgive. <clears throat> and then will your Heavenly Father be inclined to also wipe your slate clean? Okay, amen. Okay, let's go to the uh, the Passion Translation. <clears throat> See how we can... Passion Translation. There it is. In the morning, they passed by the fig tree. Jesus spoke to, and it was completely withered from the root up. Peter, remember, said to him, Teacher, look, that's the fig tree you curse. It is now all shriveled up and dead. 
Jesus replied, Let the fate of God be in you. Listen to the truth I speak to you. Whoever says to this mountain with great faith and does not doubt, Mountain, be lifted up and thrown into the midst of the sea, and believes that what he says will happen, it will be done. This is the reason I urge you to boldly believe for whatever you ask for in prayer. Be convinced that you have received it and it will be yours. And whenever you stand praying, if you find that you carry something in your heart against another person, release him and forgive him so that your Father in heaven will also release you and forgive you of your faults. But if you will not release forgiveness, don't expect your Father in heaven to release you from your misdeeds. Whoa. Amen. And now... Let's go ahead and read Limitless Love for December the 3rd. A vessel fit for the Master. Let everyone that nameth the name of Christ depart from iniquity. But in a great house there are only not vessels of gold and silver, but also of wood and of earth, and some to honor and some to dishonor. If a man therefore purge himself from these, he shall be a vessel unto honor, Sanctified and meet for the master's use and prepare unto every good work. 2 Timothy 2, 19 and 21. Some believers who are well trained in the scriptures and in the operations of faith think they are ready to do great things for God. Yet they consistently find themselves on the spiritual sidelines waiting for ministry opportunities and wondering why they never come. Very often it's because they haven't yet departed from iniquity. They haven't cleansed themselves from the invisible sins of unkindness and unforgiveness in their lives. They haven't consecrated themselves to walk in love. The worst part is they don't even realize it. They would be shocked if anyone even suggests they had sins in their lives. Yet the Bible says clearly that God considers unforgiveness over even the most minor offenses to be wickedness on our part. The little debts we don't forgive are what give Satan places in our lives. The small things we do say, the cutting words and sarcastic remarks. Many times these incidents of aggravation occur with people in the world we don't know personally. They are easily forgotten but never forgiven. As I was praying about this one day, the Spirit of God showed me what happens when we allow such things to build up in our spirits. I saw a pipe stretching between God and me. The pipe was a funnel for the power of God. At God's end, there was a judge, a surge, excuse me, of power going in it. At my end, there was only a trickle flowing out. The pipe was clogged with dirt and filth. He explained that the filth was unforgiveness and unloving attitudes. It had been put in the pipe which represented my spirit, one grain at a time. God was not holding back his power from me. It was flowing. The pipe was just too clogged that his power could not get through it. In order for us as believers to effectively minister the gospel, the good news of the Lord Jesus Christ to the world, the power of God must be allowed to flow through us unhindered. We cannot be fully used by the Holy Spirit when our spirits are clogged with bitterness, resentment, and unforgiveness. To be vessels fit for the Master's use, we must open our hearts to God and purge ourselves of all these things. We will only be prepared to minister to others when we ourselves are walking in God's love. 
Amen and amen. And with that, let's go ahead and go to Psalm, Psalms 20, 51, excuse me. Let's read a little bit of the Psalms and that would be all for our teaching for today. I want to thank you for coming on here today. Um, you know, praise and worship and giving thanks unto God purchases and cleanses us so good that we have an opportunity to go, to move forward in Christ Jesus when we pray and believe for something. Let's start with Psalm 3 first. Oh Lord, I have so many enemies, so many are against me, so many are saying God will never rescue him. But you, O oh Lord, are a shield around me. You are my glory, the one who holds my head high. I cried out to the Lord, and he answered me from his holy mountain. I laced down and slept, yet I woke up in safety. For the Lord was watching over me. I am not afraid of ten thousand enemies who surround me on every side. Arise, O oh Lord, rescue me, my God. Slap all my enemies in the face. Shatter the teeth of the wicked. Victory comes from you, O Lord. May you bless your people. Amen. Not only victory comes to the Lord, but also vengeance is mine. And we got to stay in loving hope and forgiveness and just praising God and not even thinking that someday we're going to get even with them, with God getting them. We got to pray that... For our enemies and let it go for our benefit and for theirs. Psalm 51. Have mercy on me, O God, because of your unfailing love. Because of your great compassion, blot out the stain of my sins. Now remember, God's power is pouring into us and is going through that pipe. Wash me clean from my guilt. Purify me from my sin. For I recognize my rebellion, it haunts me day and night. Against you and you alone have I sinned. I have done what is evil in your sight. You will be proved right in what you say, and your judgments against me is just. For I was born a sinner, yes, from the moment my mother conceived me. But you desire honesty from the womb. Teach me wisdom even there. Teaching me wisdom even there. Purify me from my sins, and I will be clean. Wash me, and I will be whiter than snow. Oh, give me back my joy again, for you have broken me. Now let me rejoice. Don't keep looking on my sins. Remove the stains of my guilt. Create in me, create in me a clean heart, O oh God. Renew a loyal spirit within me. Do not banish me from your presence, and don't take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore me to the joy of your salvation and make me willing to obey you. Then I will teach you your ways. Then I will teach your ways to rebels and they will return to you. Forgive me for shedding blood, O God, who saves. Then I will joyfully sing of your forgiveness. Forgive me for shedding blood again, O God, who saves. Then I will joyfully sing of your forgiveness. Unseal my lips, O Lord, that my mouth may praise you. You do not desire a sacrifice, or I would offer one. 
You do not want burnt offerings. The sacrifice you desire is a broken spirit. You will not reject a broken and repentant heart, O God. Look with favor on Zion and help her. Rebuild the walls of Jerusalem. Then you will be placed you will be pleased with sacrifices offered in the right spirit, with burnt offerings and whole burnt offerings. Then bulls will again be sacrificed on your altar. Amen. Let's go ahead and read it. John, I believe it's chapter 4. Jesus and the Samaritan women. If only you knew the gift God has for you. In verse 10. And who you are speaking to, you would ask him, and I will give you living water. Jesus replies, anyone who drinks this water will soon become thirsty again. But those who drink the water I give will never be thirsty again. It becomes a fresh, bubbling spring within them, giving them eternal life. Amen. And down to verse verse 5, where he says, God is seeking God is seeking those to worship him in spirit and truth. And that's where the pipe is open. It's, Believe me, dear woman, on verse 21, the time is coming when it will no longer matter whether you worship the Father on this mountain or in Jerusalem. You Samaritan know very little about the one you worship, while we, Jesus, know all about him. For salvation comes through the Jews. But the time is coming, indeed, it's here now, when true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. When true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. The Father is looking for those who will worship Him that way. For God is spirit, so those who worship Him must worship Him in spirit and in truth. Amen and amen. Thank you, everyone. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for your word. We praise you. We worship you. We ask you to cleanse us and forgive us of all our sins. We seek your face, Lord, and we praise you. We give you all the glory and the honor. In Jesus' mighty name, amen and amen. <clears throat> Thank you for coming, tuning in today's broadcast. We will see you in the next clip. Go in the peace of the Lord, in Jesus' name, amen.